Hi guys. Hi. How are you today, Maris? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I think we need to refer you to see someone. I need to get started on surgery. Or therapy or something. I know. You miserable old hag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how you been? Well, it's my birthday in two days. Yay! Yay. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. <laughs> anyway, uh, how are you feeling about your birthday, Maris? I don't know, you know, you know, like, I don't know. When it comes to birthdays, I don't know, you feel like a week before you're like, yeah, it's going to be my birthday. Yay, I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. And then when it's like a day or two days before, you're just like a dark, not a dark cloud, subhanAllah, but like a grey cloud just goes over you because you're just thinking, man, like it's another year. It's gone so quick. Like, have I done what I've meant to be doing? You yeah. know, have I ticked off the big list? You know, you just become a bit too hard on yourself. So I think. Yeah. But then there's the other side, like, alhamdulillah, I reach mid thirties. I have good health you're not even mid 30s yet i don't understand you're being so dramatic I'm 34 yeah, but you're not 35 35 is it you've got one more year to be 35 no, I'm mid 34 35 and 36 is mid 30s no mid 30s is 35 listen oh, yeah you're okay. not going to take years out of my youth <laughs> okay if you say so if you say so i'll say it i was about to call you maris there um but yeah i just you know i'm grateful you know i've, I've got amazing family i've got amazing job amazing car amazing friends I mentioned a lot of <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but then you just, you know, oh, you know, I haven't reached this target, you know, being single and being 34, you know, it hits you and it's yeah. just like, oh God. And then I don't know, it's just like, and then you think about like, you know, like I'm 34, like I'm going to die soon. <laughs> Why are you laughing for? Because you could die at any age. What the hell? I know, but I know, but it's just like, like I don't know. I just feel like I haven't achieved what I was meant to achieve. Like I just, I don't know. Like I don't know. Even like Dean wise, like mm. you know how I feel. I tell you how exactly I feel. Okay. I feel like I'm in an uh, examination hall, mm -hmm. and I'm sat there, and I haven't done the re revision that I was meant to be doing. Oh uh, yeah, and you know it's so funny feeling. because yeah. this is exactly how I felt in my GC, by the way. Do you know what's revise. so weird? I literally had a dream yesterday. Like last night I had a dream I was, had an exam to take and I hadn't revised. That's so weird that you just wow. said that. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. That literally was my dream last night. And I was like really, really unprepared and really like panicking and stuff like that. So I completely understand how you're feeling right now. That's wow. so weird actually. So that is so weird. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly so. You know, like, so I'm in that examination hall. I haven't revised. Um, and then there's people that are getting up. Um, they've and you know there's annoying people that finish the exam exam like within like 30 minutes 40 minutes yeah and then they make that noise and then they get up and they give their paper and they walk out and I'm just still stuck on the first page and I'm thinking and I'm sweating and my hands and then I'm just like I'm looking around yeah and then slowly people are just leaving the hall that's how I feel yeah so I don't know I so don't why know. do you think you feel that way I just feel like I'm just not where I'm meant to be like dean wise maybe or yeah. just generally I don't know I just feel like I'm just stuck on that first page of exam paper. Mm, yeah. No, no, no. I get it. I get what you mean. Oh, sorry. I really <laughs> was meant to be lighthearted and I brought it down. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that. But on the other hand, like, alhamdulillah, like, 
everything's going well. Like I'm in such a good mental state. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, I, I don't think know. That's I think- a win. I feel like if your mental state is good, that's the biggest win that you can have. Cause you can have everything else being ticked off and your mental state is not good. You just don't see your achievements at all. Yeah, no, and I, I feel personally looking at you, I think you've done so incredibly well. So much. This girl is amazing guys. <laughs> and you know, Aww. she's done a lot and I don't, it's, it's funny how like you see yourself, but how others probably see you. And I'm pretty confident that anyone who knows you knows that they're probably going to be very surprised to hear that from you. Really? That's so sweet of you, No, it's true, though. It's true. Are you just having a mum? You are, aren't you? I am, actually. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) No, don't cut that out. Okay, oh, God. That's so embarrassing. Okay, everyone knows I'm bleeding for my (laughs) But anyway, never mind. (laughs) TMI. Um, But yeah, no, I I, I don't... um, I, I can see why you think that way. And I think society has made us feel that way that, you know, if you're not at a certain age and you haven't accomplished certain things, I don't know why certain accomplishments are seen as more important than others. Mm. I find it really bizarre. Like this is something I always wondered when I was younger, even before I was married or anything like that. Like why is marriage the achievement? I don't get it. Yeah. Like why is that? The greatest woman in Islam is Maryam alayhi wasallam, and she wasn't married. She never got married. Mm. So why have we as a society as a Muslim society in particular, I'm not talking about non-Muslims, that's their business. But as a Muslim society, why is marriage the goal? And like, I remember growing up, do you remember, you remember hearing, oh, you're completing half your deen, you're completing half your deen. Yeah. And that's why, that, I think that's why people go on like an ego trip a bit. They feel a bit, they've accomplished something just by getting married when actually you haven't accomplished much. Oh, hundred percent. I've got a few aunties like yesterday, actually, two of them called my mom. They hear me at the background and they were like, oh my God, Maris, are you still um, stuck? you know, are you still stuck? You know, you need to get out of the way and get married. And I'm just like, focus on your own children, firstly. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry. I think, um, firstly, it's none of your business. Secondly, assalamu alaikum, how are you maybe? Yeah. Um, But I just feel like no one sees your achievement. No one sees what you've done. But if you're not married, then you haven't achieved anything as a woman. Oh, 100%. 100%. And you know what? I don't don't think it changes even after you're married. I feel like um, society has set women up to fail. That's what I think. Because even if you get married, then it becomes, when are you having kids? Oh yeah. If you haven't had kids, oh, hurry up and have kids or else he's going to leave you or he's going to go marry someone else. And then once you have one kid, then there's the pressure of having another kid. And it just continues and continues and continues until your womb rots and dies and then you're forgotten on a shelf. That's exactly oh, how yeah, I Oh yeah, hundred percent. But even before, like when I was younger, like when I used to wear niqab, um, yeah guys, I used to wear niqab for five years. Um, People used to be like, oh, so is this your thing now? Like you just wear the niqab. You're not going to educate yourself or do anything in your life. Even though I had my own youth club, you know, I was teaching five to seven. I was still going college. People still have to put their two cents in. Do you get what I mean? And then now that I've done everything, it's just, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, education doesn't matter because you're not married. You know, you can never win with people. You really can't. You really can't. So you haven't asked me how I am, actually. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I just think I'm in my own, li- I'm just in my own little, I do apologize. Okay. Sorry. Take one. Take two. How are you? Oh God. Oh today, God. You're doing the size Today now. <laughs> I am sighing, guys. Go on. Um, I'm in a weird, weird kind of place at the moment, I think. Um, it's funny that we were talking about how marriage is like the goal. It's seen as the be all end all and, you know, and like having children and whatever kind of thing. And like, 
I've got one kid and I'm struggling. <laughs> Bless you. I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling. And, you know, it's, I'm finding it very, very difficult to raise her um, in lots of different ways. Like I find it, you know, you know, there's so many things that you don't even think about that are important that you have to do as a parent. When you first get pregnant and stuff, everyone tells you about, oh, you know what? The newborn stage is really hard. And then, you know, the toddler stage is really hard. But you know what I found the hardest part? And it's the disciplining side of it. Mm. Like disciplining your child, looking out for them, paying attention to everything, especially I think in this day and age and in this country. Like before she watches a cartoon, I have to watch the cartoon with her to make sure that the things that they're teaching in the cartoon Mm. is appropriate. Like now she's at the age we're looking for her to go into school, which is great because financially that's the best, much better than childcare. Mm. Childcare is ridiculously expensive. But um, I have to think about what type of school am I sending her to? What type of message are they going to be teaching my daughter? You know what I mean? I've even considered things like homeschooling and stuff like that. And it's so weird because... I don't know. Is anyone else not sleeping at night because they think they're a shit mom? <laughs> Bless you. Man. Because I felt like that for a while. Like, I feel like I'm not a great mom. My you daughter. You are. Oh my God. You're absolutely amazing, Russell. Like, the way that I see you with your daughters, like, honestly, you're absolutely amazing. I think it's because at this age, it's not even terrible twos. It's it still, was, yeah. still terrible twos. It's L- like freeze twos. Literally, she has not slept since she was a newborn. Every night she wakes up multiple times. And now she's got this new thing called, um, Sleep terrors, right? So uh, the other day she woke up and she was in her room and she came out screaming, screaming, looking for mommy. Where's mommy? Where's mommy? I want my mommy, I want my mommy. And I went up to her and I was like, what's wrong? I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. She couldn't even see me. Bless her. Like she actually couldn't see me. And then, right, she basically tried to go down the stairs and she was just like, where's my mummy, 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 mummy. And I'm right in front of her and I'm like waving, hello, I'm here, I'm here. I knew a little bit about sleep terrors, but I didn't really realize that they're still sleeping. Oh, wow. They're still fast asleep. Has she she been doing this for long? It's been happening over the last two months, I would say. Every night, wakes up, same time. She will sleep until about, let's say, 1 a.m. And then she wakes up in such shock. She literally, like, she's not there. And you look at her eyes. She's, she's not, she doesn't see you. And you're trying to talk to her. You try to calm her down. She's thrashing here, thrashing there. And you know what? I think this, is, this has been the, what's the thing? The, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Bless you. Yeah. And I don't even wow. know what to do about it. And apparently, I asked my husband. He said he used to have uh, problems with sleeping and... I think, so I think she was sleepwalking the other day when she did that. I think she was actually sleepwalking. Because when did he grow out of it? Oh, I've no idea. I, I don't know why every single awful thing. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, about to say that. <laughs> but what did you say that about him? Every single awful thing that I've had to deal with with my daughter, any, any kind of habit, any kind of like, you know, like she's really hyperactive. And apparently my husband was really hyperactive. Oh gosh. Like, she's really, really picky with certain things. Apparently he was really picky with certain things. When I asked my mom, how was I as a baby? Apparently I was like the most chilled baby ever. She's just, all you did was eat and sleep and that's it. Wow. She's, she's three and a half and I just finally got rid of the dummy and it was the biggest test of my life. Wallah. You've done it though. You've done it. It was really difficult. I know, I know, I know. It sounds really stupid, right? But like getting rid of her dummy literally caused nervous breakdowns. Oh, I had nervous breakdowns. She was Maggie from Simpson. Literally. You saw Mag- her. Oh you my saw God. Her I took her out that day and oh my God, she's like, where's my dummy? And I was like, oh, get your dummy, mate. She looked at me after two minutes, red eyes, where's my dummy? 
honey, I was looking for that dummy. <laughs> I looked for that dummy for like an hour. I was like, where the hell is that dummy? You know, honestly, so I can't imagine. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen her without the dummy in her face. And you know what? The thing is, so for people to understand why she's had the dummy for so long, I mentioned before that I've got a chronic illness and I don't know anyone who's a mum who has a chronic illness at all, but it's very, very hard and it's very, very tough. And you feel like you can't give your kid just how much you want to give. That's what one of the reasons why I think I feel like mm-hmm. such a failure. So like when it came to like the dummy, she used it a lot as a comfort, comfort I was because say. I had an operation recently and I've, you know, I'm not very mobile. I'm getting there now. My mobility mm. is a lot better. So because she went through that transition, we thought, okay, let's wait. Let's keep waiting. Let's keep waiting. We just kept waiting, kept waiting, kept waiting. And to be honest, I was a coward. I couldn't do it. Honestly, I salute you and you potty trained. Hello. Yeah. Come oh on, my God. let's celebrate I don't even these want to wins. Talk about potty yeah. No, but you've done it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. You've done it, Russet. Like you've done it. You, you took it. Honestly, uh, that dummy, that dummy. Do you know she still asks for it to, do you know, by the way, every single advice that's online has never worked for my kid. Did has, you try the chili? What, put, putting chili in her mouth? I don't know. I think, I swear like my culture does that. What, put chili in the mouth? I don't know. Chili or like garlic or like. She doesn't smelly. care. She's very clever. She'll wipe it off. She'll wipe it off and tell you, don't do that again. Yeah, she's quite sassy like that. She's, she's so like, sassy. Yeah. Today I said to her, oh, do you want a mango? She says, yes, that would be very nice. Thank you. Oh, wow. Well, she said thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's very polite with her, with her sass. Well, she, did she do that with her whole face? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the whole hand. She's like, oh. Like, That'd be very nice. Thank you. As if, oh, I've been waiting for a long time for you. (laughs) You finally realize I want some mango. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Anyway, it's fine. You know, I think the age she's at is very, very difficult. And also discipline, I can imagine, because you know, when you see a child and they're not disciplined, it reflects the parent. Oh, 100%. Do you know nurseries? The way they judge you. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Did I tell you what happened? So like I said, I had an operation. So I was immobile for a while, right? And we moved her to a new nursery and like, some of the staff had not met me because it was brand new. And when we moved her, she was one of the first kids there. And anyway, so there was this lady, right? And you know what annoyed me more is the fact she was the Muslim lady. All the other non-Muslim workers there, they were told her mommy has had an operation. It's daddy that's going to be looking after uh, her, yeah. right? Everyone had been told, yeah. right? So they hadn't seen me for a while. They're wondering, where is mum? Where is mum? Apparently, this lady kept asking my daughter, where's your mum? My daughter just kept saying, oh, my mum's sleeping, right? Because she doesn't know any better. She's a three-year-old. You know, even though she's got her sass, let's be real. Like, how yeah. eloquent is her thing? So all she understands is mummy is in bed, so she's sleeping. So she kept saying that to her. Anyway, so one day, my mum and my sister went to pick her up. Could you be the cheek of this lady? She was like, oh, Oh, you know, she's been telling us all the time that all her mum does is just, she's just in bed all day. Mum and my sister were like, she's had an operation. She can't move. That's why she's in bed. And she just kept going on and going on and going on about it. Like, yeah, but we just never see her because she's in bed all day. And I was like, I don't understand why this is a problem. Anyway, so one day I went and she saw me for the first time. And I have a problem with dropping my daughter off from nursery. Whenever I drop her off, it's a big problem, (laughs) right? It's a big issue. She doesn't want to stay. She starts crying. So I don't like dropping her off in the morning because it's just ruined your whole day. But I had to drop her off that day. So dropped her off. And then the lady literally came from nowhere. She was in a completely different room. My daughter goes to the preschool room, right? This lady was in the nursery room. She must have realized, hold up, this is her mom. She came out of wherever she was just to come and tell me that, oh, 
Oh, so you're the mum. You know, I could guess her ethnicity. Right? Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> the mum. You're 100% right. You're the mum. You know, we've been wondering where you are. Bear in mind, the second I walked in, all the other staff members were like, oh, we've heard about your operation. Uh, you know, it's so happy to see you now. You look like you're doing really well, you know, whatever. This is what every other staff member said to me. This lady came from whichever place she was in. Let me set the scene for you, right? So my daughter's like crying, screaming. She doesn't want me to go. I'm trying to get out of there, right? I had an appointment to go to, a hospital appointment. So it was actually important. And I was like running late and I was trying to get out. My daughter's like trying to stop me from going. And this other lady's trying to help me. My, my daughter's really strong, blah, blah, blah. This woman, right? This bitch. <laughs> came from the other side of the nursery. And while I'm dealing with this chaos to say to me, oh, yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> with her four chest to tell me how I, I did not, I've been sleeping. And I was like, yes, I've had, like, I was so shocked. I was like, yeah, yeah, I've had an operation. Like, I don't, I was like, what? And she didn't stop. No, no. She followed me round. Right. Can you imagine? I'm trying to fight oh my, my daughter. Try, and the other lady, there's another lady who's trying to pull my daughter, right? So that I can escape. And she's not doing anything. She's not doing me. anything helpful whatsoever. She oh, wow. came just to tell me and she repeated it multiple times. And I was so shocked. Like, you know, you know, there's times when people, you're so shocked that you can't even like, you can't even do anything because you're just like, how, how is this happening to me right this moment? Like, are you being for real? I'm, I'm trying to say to her, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like my daughter's yanking my hijab, right? Do you know what I mean? And, you know, she's trying to take off my coat so I can stay with her. And this woman decided to tell me that, you know, oh, we've heard you've just been sleeping. Every time we ask your daughter what you're doing, you're just sleeping. You know, insan, you know, I, you know, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm yeah. speechless. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, um, it didn't help my mood. I'm that's, not going to lie. That's so hilarious. I'm here saying, people say, when you're going to get married and you're, you know, rotting in a cupboard. <laughs> people say, you're a shit mom. Oh, I just can't. I was so angry that day. And I, I felt so crap. This is the thing. Like, people need to be careful with their unsolicited advice and oh, unsolicited yeah. opinions, mm. right? You don't know what someone's going through. At that point, I was feeling really low. Being immobile for so long, you're not doing what you want for your kid. Your kid's at the age where they want to go out all the time. It's nice and sunny outside. And you're sitting here telling me, that, oh, no, you're just sleeping all day. Do you not think I know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 100%. 100%. I'm not going to lie. Like, while you were telling me the story, all I could hear is, shit, mom, shit, mom, shit, mom, shit, mom. You're a shit, mom. Oh, hi. Are you the shit, mom? Hi, shit, mom. Shit, mom. You know what the funny thing was? She will say it. Go off and do something else. Come back again. See me again. Tell me the same thing. <laughs> Go do something else. And I was like, wait, like literally, like, is this Shaitan sitting on your shoulder, like egging you on or something? It was the most bizarre thing ever. And like, the worst thing is she knows your situation. Like she knows. It's not like she doesn't know that you had an operation. Like, yeah, I know you had an operation, but I just wanted to say, you're shit mom. Literally, you know, or like if you were there, Maris, you wouldn't have even been angry. You would have just laughed. Oh my God. But you know, I just don't understand why people put their two cents, like when it's not needed. There was one time I was going to my uh, friend's wedding party and I was there for my friend. I was dancing. I was happy. And a person came to me. And by the way, I absolutely love this person. I think she just, we have this jokey relationship with each other. Um, and she came up to me and I was with one of my other friends and she goes to me, Maris, and why are you still single? Even she got married before you. Even wow. she found a guy. That's I so rude. I was like, so, and you know what? I don't mind when, you know, if it was any other time, I wouldn't have cared. But I was in an actually shitty mood at mm. that time. And, you know, I didn't even get offended that she said, you're not married. I got offended to say, how dare you assume that my friend can't pull? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, how dare you? Like, literally. 
like, the audacity. Know, the audacity. You know what? Like, can people start watching what they say? Even though, like, I'm a really blunt person and I say exactly what I think, but I would never in a million years go out of my way to destroy someone's soul. I will only call you out on but your the, shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like, some people don't mean it, but they don't, they don't feel depressed. So, like, with this girl, like, she just done it with, like, with a loud voice and everything. And then when she said that, my friend, bless her, she stepped up and she was just like, by the way, don't you know that it was Maris who introduced me to my husband, actually? And then she went bright red in the face and she just went quiet. Well, you know, I would have never mentioned that information, but my friend just stepped in and gave her that information. Wow. And um, I'm just saying that because that person who said it to me was an amazing person, a person that I actually love. But even someone like her can say, you just need to watch what you say. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. On the topic of unsolicited advice, I have got two major ones I can also discuss. Oh God. So... The location happens to be East London Masjid. I don't know what it is about that Masjid. There seems to always be people there waiting to give you unsolicited advice or opinions or whatever, right? So there was one time I remember I went there. It was Eid. I will never, ever forget this day. And I cannot believe like this happened to me. So I've got like quite a lot of hair and like, you know, it's quite thick, isn't it? Really? Oh God, guys. So I had a lot of hair. Back then my hair was really long, right? And I put it in a bun. And you remember back in the days with camel hump thing? Oh remember God, the camel yeah. hump? You yeah. Tell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the camel hump thing, like that was always a trigger for me because I had a lot of hair and there was literally nothing I can do about it. I will have some kind of hump on my head. So anyway, I remember it was Eid. I really thought out my outfit and I was like, I'm wearing really dark clothes. You know, I had an abaya on that wasn't sparkly. There was nothing significant about how I look like. I didn't even have an ounce of makeup on myself. I was minding my business. I went there to pray Jumu'ah and to leave. I go in, right? Pray, finish my salah, was feeling really good. Was about to leave. And this girl comes from nowhere. Nowhere. This girl didn't say salam alaikum to me. She didn't say like, you know, Eid Mubarak. She didn't say any of that. You know, she said to me, she goes, you know, sister, um, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, having a camel hump is haram. And, you know, some of the people in Hellfire are going to be like women you. who've got, uh, you know, camel humps. I was so confused. And I was like, yeah, yeah, my, um, listen, I've got a lot of hair. She's like, yeah, you might have a lot of hair, but you know, Hellfire is hot. Same of Misty. Oh my God, this is triggering me now because I'm just realizing she's exactly the same as that woman in the sense of the way that she was just ignoring what I was saying. And she was like, you know, Hellfire is really hot. Oh, you know what? I, we're going to do a talk in, you know, Seven Kings. Here you go. Um, why don't you take this leaflet and you should come join us this talk. We're going to talk about the women of Hellfire. And I was just looking at her like oh, I couldn't get a word in. I said to myself, you know, Allah's testing me right now. That was one of those Ramadans where, you know, those Ramadans where you like, you, you want know, to change. You, you, want, you want to change. And we made a special effort to go all the way to um, Whitechapel Masjid. Like we don't normally live there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we went out of our way to go there. And I was like, you know, really excited. It was one of those Eids where, you know, I didn't want to dress up because I felt like, no, it's not right. I've been so good this year. Like, you know, literally this girl come unprovoked. Unprov- not Salam Alaikum. Not Eid Mubarak. No, no. Just that. And I look, looked at her and I was thinking, subhanAllah, like imagine if this was my first time coming to a masjid. Imagine if I was a reaver. Imagine if I was someone who doesn't know anything about the sunnah or understands that hadith or whatever. Luckily, alhamdulillah, I am. But the thing is, I was like, I'm not going to bother getting into an argument with you about this because I know you're not going to listen to me. You're not you, listening. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned it. Well, it's not funny. It's quite sad. But you know how you was like, um, imagine if I was a reaver. Yeah. I don't know if you know that um, 84-year-old reaver on Instagram, her name is... Mary or Miriam and when she was telling about her revert story no. um so she's like an 80 year old that reverted uh to Islam yeah and she goes um that she had a dream 
I hope I'm telling the story right because I like to make up stories to marinate. <laughs> Add chili but and pepper. Oh yeah. my God. But yeah, she had a dream and um, in her dream, she was told to revert. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay. So she walked to the masjid. Obviously, she's a little white lady, you know, proper like Cockney. Um, and she went to the nearest masjid and she got turned away. What? Yeah, she went to the female section and she got turned away. What do you mean? Because they were like, sorry, you, you're not allowed to come in here. Are you being serious? Yeah, she got turned away. Yeah. She looked like a non-Muslim. But she wanted to revert or like wanted to know more about Islam. But she said that when she went there, a woman um, turned her away. So she went back home. And then she totally forgot about the whole dream until three months later. Oh my and then God. imagine if she, and then she goes after three months, she went back to the masjid and then she still looked a bit lost. And then someone saw her loss and like, well, what do you want? She's like, I want to learn more about Islam. She's like, come in, come in. Imagine if she never went back to that masjid. Imagine you were the person that turned that person away from Allah. Like imagine that is actually really scary. It's really scary. And but, you know, you go on. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 go on. You know what? It's so funny. It's not funny you said that because there's a similar incident. One of the other incidents that I was going to tell you guys so about. so many. Right. I've got so many, but this is one of those situations where I genuinely got so angry. You know, one of my dear friends who I absolutely loved so much, she was a Reva and she was going through a really tough time. And till today, I still blame myself because I wasn't there for her. I should have been there for her. But unfortunately, I was in a completely different city and we weren't meeting as frequently and she was going through it. And, um, you know, we finally met up and she was really kind of shy to tell me that, you know, she's been struggling with things. And I think at the time she'd taken off her hijab and, um, you know, she was really embarrassed to see me about it. But I just said to her, I said, listen, like, you know, are you still praying? Because for me, as long as you're Mm. still praying, that is the most important thing. You will come back. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. Like no matter how much my iman fluctuates, I assess my iman based on my farud salah. As long as my farud salah are there, I know Allah will bring you back. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And when you when your farud salah is gone, then that's that's like the, that's your, your biggest protection, isn't it? Yeah, Allah, that's yeah. your biggest connection is your salah. So she said to me, you know, I'm praying here and there, but I'm not always getting, you know, all my prayers and this and this and that. And I said to her, I said, listen, we're near the masjid, let's go and pray. And she was like, I've missed this prayer. I was like, it doesn't matter. Just let's go and let's pray. And I said to her, even if you get to the point where you're just praying once a day, that is better than nothing, right? Because that's what she needed at that time. Okay. It's not the time to tell her. I recognize this is not the time to talk to her about her hijab or her this or her that, because at the moment her foundations are shaking, mm. right? And as long as even one salah, I said to her, even one salah is fine. So she was like, oh, but I'm not dressed appropriately. You know, I don't have hijab. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I said, don't worry about it. It's fine. Right. I've got a spare like scarf. I'll give it to you. And we'll see in the masjid if they've got any prayer clothes or anything Mm. like that. Anyway, we go to the masjid and, you know, I was so happy. And at that point she was so happy. She came, I went to make wudu, came back. She was doing her salah and I was so happy. Right. And we finished our salah. This woman comes up to us. Yeah. Oh God. And she Same said to ethnicity. her, no, no. Oh, it's a no, different no. one. This is your ethnicity. Oh, no, my people. <laughs> your people. Oh, right? It's a white truffle. Yep. White truffle is lethal. Oh my God. Lethal. This woman comes unprovoked and oh, says God. to her, none of your prayers were accepted. Allah. Can you imagine? She said to her, none of your prayers were accepted because you were dressed in jeans. You were not dressed appropriately. My girl was so upset rightly so. And I was so upset because I was like, how 
dare you? How dare you say this to her? You have no idea what mental state she is in. You don't know what it took to get her here. And I think what broke me the most was the fact that she was like so happy that she'd prayed. Bless her, man. And, you know, I'm really sad because in the end she left Islam. And I still blame myself till today. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I could have done more, maybe. I didn't realize how bad a state she was in. And why I'm just so upset about the situation, I keep thinking this this woman has no idea that she contributed to this because she did. You can't, I'm not going to blame her fully. I'm sure there was a lot of other factors. Um, but I remember like multiple times when I used to speak to her, one of the things that she found difficult wasn't even Islam itself. It was more so like the Muslims around her and the Muslims behavior. And I think that's something that we as Muslims need to realize and take responsibility for, mm. you know, and you you need to think if I give this advice or if I give this opinion, is it going to be received? Because people think I have to give Nasiha. I have to give Nasiha. It's my duty. I have to mm. give Nasiha. But what is Nasiha? It's sincere advice, sincere advice. Are you doing this because you really want to help this person? Or are you doing this so you can say, yeah, yeah I told her? Yeah, no, 100%. And I remember in boarding school, um, you know, they used to, like one of my teachers used to say that 80% of acceptance is love. So you need to make that person love you, respect you before they will take your advice. 100%. Um, just like the Prophet Wasallam, like, you know, he got his um, title as Siddiq Al-Amin. Um, before he was given prophethood. 100%. Um, and everyone loved him before that. Yet here we are, no one even knows your name and you're going around giving advice to people. And it's just like, it's not needed. Your two cents are not needed. Um, 100%. And not even a salam alaikum. Yeah. Not even how are you? How's yeah. your day today? Are yeah. you okay? Oh, welcome to the masjid. I haven't seen you here before. Oh, my name is this and this and this. Yeah. No, no, no. You're just going to come up and tell me, oh, yeah. You know, and this lady, I don't know where she thought she had wahi from Allah or something. Like, I don't know what special connection she seems to think she has to come and tell someone else their prayer is not accepted. How dare you? Mm. Literally, Allah, I've never wanted to curse someone the way I wanted to curse that lady. I wanted to curse her. I was so upset. I was like, you don't know what it took for this person to come here. Next time you want to give someone advice, just remember, you know what? This person might not be in a good mental state. 100%. You know, my motto in life is I would never want to be the reason for a person to lose hope. 100%. Like every time, wherever I speak, I always think like I would, ne- I never would want someone to leave me, and for them to be hopeless. Do you understand? And yeah. you know, honestly, like I honestly feel so sorry for like reverts. Like I honestly do because us Muslim, as you was mentioning about your camel hump, and I got a lot of stories at masjid. Um, I remember one time, like when I used to wear niqab, I used to even wear gloves, and this woman came up to me. And she said to me, um, you know, inshallah, I'm going to make dua that you. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know her name. Uh, this was on the wearing, train, wasn't it? Yeah, I, didn't, I can't remember where it was. It was on the train. But I was wearing my abaya. And, you know, obviously I'm anorexic. Like I weigh less than 50 kilos. So I'm literally like an iron board right now, right? My abaya is like... I think halaf, you were halaf, even, halaf, you were, you were halaf, even halaf. more, Ben. You were yeah, even exactly, more even like... More. You literally I'm, look malnourished. Yeah, especially because of uni and stress of uni. And my abaya was halaf, halaf, halaf. <laughs> like, it's like flapping, right? My 
my hijab was so long, right? It was touching my belly button. I had my niqab on. I had my gloves on. And she just came up to me and she goes, inshallah, um, I did something for her. I can't remember what I did. And then she's like, inshallah, make dua to Allah that Allah guides you mm-hmm. and makes you wear the proper hijab. <laughs> I was like, Girl, what? <laughs> I was so thrown back that I had to look in a mirror because I'm thinking, is my hijab, is my niqab see-through? Is my hijab see-through? You didn't even have gloves on. I had glo- gloves on. Like, I had everything. I was so baffled. I will make dua that you wear the right hijab. I'm still, I don't know. If she saw me now. Well, at least she grabbed, she, if oh, she yeah, saw me now, I she'd know. go like, I'll be the first person to be thrown well, in her. Well, her head first. Her dad obviously wasn't an exception. <laughs> right, exactly. My God, it went the other way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, honestly, because like, I will never forget there was also the time when I was in college and uh, I was praying Salah. And you know how like um, there's a Hanafi way of uh, praying, praying yeah. and there's a Shafi'i way of praying. Yeah. So for women, so the women, um, when you're going into sajda, um, you know, you have to put all your body together and your bum as low as possible. Yeah. Um, and then Shafi'i is the same way as um, the way a man prays. Yeah. Right. So you, your bum doesn't have to be yeah, so low. So your bum is a bit high up. So anyway, I was praying. Bessie believe I was praying the Shafi'i way. Someone came and put my bum down. <laughs> <laughs> While I was praying. <laughs> and then I was so shocked. It was close to sexual harassment. Literally I is. was so shocked that I I just I think I didn't even know what I was praying in my salah. I think I've done my sort of fatah in my sajda. I don't know what I was praying. And then I got up and I looked around and I couldn't see who it was. So I was like, okay, why don't I just pray the Hanifi way so then I don't yeah, get anything? Don't get yeah. So I done my sunnah and I prayed the Hanifi way. And then I think it was someone from my community got my bum and put it up again. <laughs> and then I was just like, whoa, what is happening? Like, this is sexual harassment. <laughs> Literally in one salah, my bum went up, down, up, down. Up. I don't even know if my salah was accepted because I don't even know what I was praying. But can you imagine what I was praying? Oh my God. They don't know who, who I am. You know, they were touching me up, like unsolicited, forget unsolicited <laughs> advice, unsolicited Sexual harassment. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what is going on there? Oh my god, I'm not gonna lie, I'm so glad I wasn't there because I think oh I would have burst out laughing and not been able to pray again. Yeah, I was thinking this is this is not on. So I was thinking, if this is us and we're born Muslims, like we just know, like when I was getting my bum up down, up down, I just prayed my salah, done my dua and I left. I was just thinking, you know what? I don't know what happened there, but I'm just gonna forget it. But like, imagine like reverts, like honestly. I, I honestly, wallahi, like, it must be so difficult because I just can't, at least with, at least for us, one of the things you can come back and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you mm. won't take it so to heart. Whereas I can imagine if you're somebody who sacrificed so much to come to Islam, right? Yeah. And you have and no one. You have no one else or whatever. And then you're, even myself, if someone sits there and gives me this advice, you know, sometimes you really want to go back and you'd be like, no, actually this hadith, blah, 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 yeah, you know, yeah. and fight back. But you know, these people that you're wasting your breath. You're wasting the breath. They've been living for this moment. They've been waiting for this moment where they can come up to you. Like the girl in the prayer with the camel ham, she was waiting. She waited for me and she came out of nowhere and Bless she popped you. out of nowhere and be like, hey, by the way, <laughs> you're going to go to hellfire. You, know, huh? you know, the worst thing is, now, because of postpartum, you don't have no hair. 
<laughs> oh, Allah, she cursed me. So imagine so now if she saw you in the fridge. You'd have no head. She'd be like, she'd probably tell me your head's too flat. Yeah, I know, innit? You know, are you sure you're a woman? I think I need to see proof. I know. Oh Literally. my god! Absolute maniacs! Like, li- what the hell? What the hell are we doing? Oh what god. are we doing to people? Like, like even online. I, I feel so triggered, triggered right now. <laughs> so uh, honestly, angry. we have to get it out. This is a triggered episode, guys. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Uh, online all the time. Oh, sorry, sister. This is not the appropriate hijab. Do you think they're going to listen to your sentence there? Do you really think when you wrote that message out, do you think that this person's going to, you know what? I never thought about this. Thank you so much for letting me know. Like, really, guys? Like, come on. You really want to give someone sincere advice? Then you make the effort to get to know that person. Build trust with that person yeah. and then advise them or advise them in a private way, in, in an appropriate way. Like build that relationship for you to be able to give advice. Who the hell are you coming up to random people, right? You then say to them when they get offended, oh, you know, it's it's haram for you to be offended because you're meant to be able to take nasiha. I was like, this is not nasiha. Yeah. You are literally insulting it's me. Like, it's like the same, you know, when uh, there was that man that was urinating in the masjid, the Prophet ﷺ, just let him finish. Yeah. He didn't criticize him for urinating in a masjid. He just let him let him finish because, you know, firstly, he might spray all over around the masjid and secondly, he might get infection. Just mm-hmm. let him finish. And it's just like this, the Prophet Sallallahu seeing someone urinating in the masjid. Do you understand? Yeah. And it's just like the same situation with that man that came to him that broke his fast because he saw his wife and she looked so beautiful. And, you know, he broke his fast because he had intercourse with her. Yeah. And he had to go to the Prophet Sallallahu and, you know, ask him for advice. and. You know, the Prophet gave him the advice. Yeah. He didn't criticize him or yeah. anything, he just gave him the advice. Whereas now, can you imagine anyone going up to someone oh. and saying, Oh, by the way, you know, I saw my wife in it and she was she was so pain. <laughs> I can't imagine my husband but breaking imagine, his... But uh, imagine, like, you know, if his, someone's like, you can't even control yourself. Literally. Like, you know, Maghrib's at four we'll o'clock. Do, okay, we've got shaitans yeah, inhabiting shaitan, your you know, brain. Exactly, imagine. It's just, it's just mental. Like, why oh. are we doing this? Like, Islam is such a beautiful religion. It's all about understanding. It's all about... If you actually sat and listened to Sirah or you read some hadiths, you will see how much tolerance is within this religion. There's so much tolerance. Yeah. Also, I just don't understand, you know, people that give advice, like, don't you have it in your heart that, you know, if I don't give it in such a soft way that I might become, I might become even worse. Like I get scared because I'm thinking if I give advice, I have to make sure that I'm, yeah, I'm good. It's like, you know, there was a story of Amradana where he had to, um, he was advised, he was told by someone, can you advise my child to stop doing something? But at that time, I think it was something so minor, like sweets or something, something uh, like a sweet he was like oh no like I have to stop that before First, I give that advice yeah. and it's just like you should be more wary of you yourself know? like the camel yeah. the camel, camel hump. hump like you know I'd be scared because I'd be like okay well now I advise the person I need to make sure that I never have a camel hump yeah ever. or like it might you know it might come back to you like literally and you see it all the time you see the people who are the most strictest and the most intolerant in the religion in the end they don't make it do you know what I mean mm. they don't make it Especially yeah, if you don't have the right intention. You yeah, don't 100%. have the right intention. Like You're not making it. Like, I don't understand. How are you? Oh, God. Oh. But you know what? We could talk about this for well, ages. Literally, we could. But the whole moral of the story is no one needs your two cents. There's a reason why it's called two cents and yeah. not two million. Yeah, it's so true. You keep your two, pe- <laughs> two cents to two yourself. Cent your two peas. <laughs> Put it in your pocket, right? And, you know, save for, next save for another day. <laughs> another Maybe day, one exactly. day when you finally have, you know, a million, million. two pieces. Then give it. Then you can give your advice. <laughs> like, seriously, guys, like, be quiet. Keep your mouth Including shut. Ourself. We're Including about- ourselves. Including ourselves. Yeah, this is something I'm applying myself. Yeah. When we run, we run into ourselves as well. Yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah. So that was us today. Sorry, guys. This was not a very nice episode. You know what? It's literally a... midnight right now. And oh, why are we always recording at such I know, rubbish time? I know. work in like eight hours. But yeah, anyway. So this is your fault. I know it is. Yeah, yeah it is my fault. 100% anyway, my fault. So um, yeah. So sorry, guys. This, today's just been a triggered episode. And you know what? Oh, I forgot to say. We've got we've got a, um, an Instagram now. We do. We do. Yes. It's... Oh, can you read it out? Oh, please? sorry. Is that why you're looking at me? Yeah, I am looking at you for that. <laughs> it's cool. I'm gonna Dim- put it. I'm gonna add it to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it in our thingy anyway. Our uh, there's always a little blurb before we post every episode, so it's gonna be there. Please follow us and DM. So yeah, so guys, um, thank you so much. Actually, we've had quite a lot of uh, uh, listeners and downloads. Yeah, I'm actually really pleasantly surprised. Actually, yeah. uh, alhamdulillah, 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 and you know, I hope you guys keep listening and if you do have any kind of like suggestions suggestions or like you know you want advice for anything or whatever you can dm us on the instagram yeah, yeah? and maris is managing that oh god yeah <laughs> yes. and we're going to soon be on tiktok as well um it's a work in progress at the moment um but yeah so remember to follow us uh so a lot of people actually don't seem to understand how podcasting works um so basically what you have to do is you have to follow uh, you go on the, on the show's main page and you press follow show and then you'll get notifications that will tell you when you next follow. So we're on like the main platforms we're on is Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts and also um, Google Podcasts. So just follow the show and, you know, download the episode and leave a review. That will be so helpful. And, you know, it's, it's really going to encourage us to keep going and stuff like that. Isn't yeah, it? no, inshallah. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, we're going to go now. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.